Good afternoon, church. How are you this morning? It is good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to be able to see the blessings of God's creation. One more day. You know, I always picture life every, every new day that dawns that God has his paintbrush and he just paints over the universe. His work of his beauty, his masterpiece of every day of life that he creates. And you know what? We're so fortunate and blessed to be a part, to witness and be a part of that painting, Amen. of that creation, Amen. that picture that he displays every day. We call life. I hope you are thankful to be among the living. The living. I always tell people, I'm thankful to still have a view. <laughs> And not be among those who are being viewed. Because, you know, life is short. I think about a song, Brother Jerry, we sing sometime. Hold to God's unchanging hand. The words say, time is filled with swift transition. One thing, if you haven't noticed about time, it doesn't wait on anybody. You're born, you live, you die, and people go on about their business. <laughs> Let me say it again. You're born, you live, you die, and people go on about their business. Don't, don't get the idea that life is going to stop because of your death. And, and the reason I know that's so true Some people let you know They ain't stung you even while you're living <laughs> They don't have to wait until you die They let you know while you're living They ain't got time for you It's a time is filled with swift Transition That is so true Things in life changes so rapidly. Yeah, yeah. So rapidly. Yeah. And folks, we have to be ready. Amen. We have to be ready. Amen. Because even in this life, we love to hear about the love of God and the favor of God and the blessings and all of that. But we, we have to understand we also have an adversary. Yes, sir. Who's just as diligent, to be honest, he's more diligent than us to try to seek and destroy us, to bring about division, to bring about a way to separate us from the love of God. In John chapter 10, Jesus says something so profound and I'm going to back up to John 10 and 1. And Jesus speaks and says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Mm -hmm. 
to him the porter open it. And the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke. He spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door mm-hmm. of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves mm-hmm. and robbers. Is that what your Bible says? Yes, Jesus said, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Right. Listen to verse number nine. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come. That they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. And Jesus said to prove my case. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life. For the sheep. Jesus said I'm not just talking. I prove. Jesus once said, greater love had no man than this, than for a man to lay down his life for his friend. He said, you are my friend if you do whatsoever I command you to do. Jesus proved his friendship because he laid down his life for mankind. Jesus proved his love By leaving heaven's portal and coming down to this earth and taking upon himself the form of a man in the flesh. And even unto the cross, even unto the cross, even unto the cross, he did what was necessary to please the Father that man may have the possibility of being reconciled back unto God. Jesus proved his love, his friendship, and he proved that he was serious because he bore it all. He bore it all that you and I might live. We sing that precious song, he bore it all. My precious Savior suffered pain and agony. He bore it all. That I might live. He broke the bonds of sin. That you 
and I might live. He bore it all that I might live. This morning, just for a brief moment, I want to encourage you this morning. There's so much going on, so many scams and so many uh, things going on in the world. You've heard about some of the scams going on about trying to get your stimulus check. You'll get a phone call and they'll say, hey, we can expedite your stimulus check. We just need some information from you and we'll help you get your money. And maybe you've gotten that car warranty phone call. You know, boy, you could be in the middle of getting a good nap or something going on and the phone rang and you say, hello, your car warranty is about to expire. Well, how is my car warranty about to expire and I never took it out? <laughs> and then there's that call oh that serious call that serious call this is a message from the department of homeland security and your social security number has been compromised it is of great importance and urgency that you hold on and talk to the uh, person that is going to answer. And they just want information yeah. Yeah. to do even more damage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Folks, there are all kind of scams going on. And these scams are simply just to try to draw you away from what is safe. Amen. You see commercials and the news media tell you, don't answer the calls. Don't talk to the people. Right. Don't listen to their right. foolishness. Mm -hmm. right. You know, sometimes you get a call and say, you are a winner. Mm -hmm. And I say, send it. Click. <laughs> we don't need to talk about anything. If I'm a winner and if it's free, you should have the information. Just send it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're looking for information to try to draw you away from your safety, from your safeguard yeah. that they may do further harm and damage unto you. Yes, In John chapter 10, Jesus speaks about salvation, about our shelter. In the time of storms in this life. Jesus says in verse number one. That he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold. But climbeth up some other way. He said the same as a thief and a robber. In other words you have no business. You have no belonging. As to where you're trying to enter in. The way that you're trying to come in is not the designated route. Amen. That's right. He says, so being that you're choosing to go some other route other than the designated route, he said, it's not valid for you to be where you are. Right now. You're not validated. You are a thief. Yeah. 
and a robber. Verse number two, he said, but he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus outlines that, look, let me tell you something. There are many ways to try to do many things in this life, but there's only one way to be saved. He said, there's only one door by which men can enter thereby to obtain salvation. He said, there are many other ways to do many other things in life. And life offers you many options to do many things. But folks, hear me well this morning. There's only one door by which man can can enter thereby in order to be saved. And Jesus declares that he is. The door in verse number seven, he said unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep. I'm the one who's looking after your good. I'm the one who's going to provide for you. I'm the one who's going to sustain you. I'm the one who's going to take care of you. Verse number eight, he said, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Verse number nine, he declares again, I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. But not only be saved, he said, I will provide a place to take care of your needs. He said, they shall go in and out and find what? Pasture. You know, you could drive around Henry County and other areas and when people who own cattle, when they own cows and everything, they don't find land lots that is full of brown grass or full of dirt. They find areas that has green grass, a green pasture. Why? Because that's what the cattle eat. You're not going to have healthy cattle if they're chewing on dirt and eating up the ground. They need good grass. They need good hay. Jesus says, this is what I will provide for you. If you enter in by me, I will provide unto you pasture. Psalm 23, when we think about the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Amen. You think about what it says in the 23rd division of the psalm. It says he maketh me to lie down where? And green pasture. Why is, why is green so important? Because it's, it's, it's better. That's where more nutrients. Yeah. That's what the cattle need. That's what we need. Yeah. He said, he maketh me to lie down in a place where all of my needs are addressed and taken care of. Amen. But where are these needs addressed and taken care of? In Christ. You have to come through the door. Who's the door? Jesus said, I am the door. 
You're walking around with a religious look and, and you think you're holy, but you haven't come through the right door. You're just deceiving yourself. You're no different than the thief and the robber. You have deceived yourself into believing and thinking you have something that you do not. He says something about the thief. He said, a thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief has a threefold mission. Steal, kill, destroy. That's out of the words. That's out of the mouth of Jesus. He comes with a threefold mission. Uh, He wants to kill us. He wants to destroy us. And he wants to steal us from the safety of God. Folks, I can't not encourage you enough why it is so important that you stay in Christ. There are a lot of people perpetrating. There are a lot of people who are imitating in the name of Jesus, in the name of religion, other Ways that you can come about obtaining salvation and walking with God and having a relationship with God. But as Jesus said, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. There are those there are those groups today that would have you to believe and their sales pitch is they want to sell you. Religion based according to your blackness. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. 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 Don't, don't get nervous when I say that because that's the reality of it. Amen. They want to sell you their religion and their religious beliefs based upon your blackness. Yeah. That you should, you should feel great about yourself because of the color of God. Yeah. Well, last time I read the Bible said God is spirit. spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I ain't never known a spirit to have a color. Amen. But they would tell you, they would get into the demographics and the, the geology and all of these different things to try to sell you. Mm-hmm. They're Understanding in their religious view on matters and hoping to, to, to persuade you that this gospel, this gospel that was delivered once from above is a white man's gospel. And it's something you should not entangle yourself and be misled and, and uh, have yourself brainwashed into believing because you're from somewhere greater and, and mightier. <laughs> My question would be, if not this gospel, 
What gospel? Amen. Amen. And if I can't believe this gospel that was written and inspired from God himself, right not written by men of their own understanding and what they felt and what they believed, if I can't believe this gospel, yeah. why should I believe what you have that was written by some man that I don't know anything about? <laughs> if I can't believe this gospel, which was once delivered unto the saints. And now it was, it was stamped and approved by Jesus himself. Amen. Before he went back to heaven. Yeah. I can take assurance in this gospel. Knowing that the one who approved it. Who lived according to it. Amen. Is yet still alive. Amen. And sit at the right hand of God. Yeah. Where? It's the person who's writing this other stuff. Folks, it's important that you stay in the church. It's important that you don't get yourself entangled into these theologies and all of this stuff about your race. God made you the color that you are. And the bottom line, when, when, you, when you fold your hands in death and when you breathe your last breath, you know what? This won't matter anymore anyway. Amen. Think about the emphasis these people are putting on the fact of your blackness. See, the problem with many in the church now, why so many are falling away and being entangled in this foolishness, is because you're putting more emphasis on your blackness than you are on your spirituality. Amen. Amen. That's it. That's it. You ain't going to heaven because you black. People ain't going to heaven because they're white. People not going to heaven because they're brown or whatever color you want to label people. You go to heaven because you obey the truth of gospel and you live faithful. This shell right here that our spirit and that our soul dwells in. You know what? This is nothing but dirt. And that it shall return back unto. Yes, sir. You want to make a big issue and a big fuss about your blackness, your whiteness, your brownness or whatever. That has nothing to do with who shot Jr. Your focus need to be on your spirituality. Where is my soul going to end up? The soul has no color. Jesus made it plain in, in his teaching yeah. so that the apostles, you know, flesh and blood can't enter That's right. the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Well, if flesh and blood can't get in there, what's the big deal about my blackness? Mm, right. And folks, I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not putting my race. I'm black. I'm just as black as you. I'm black because this is the way I came into this world. And it ain't a thing I could do about it. But I'm not hung up in promoting blackness. I'm hung up in promoting spirituality. 
I'm in to promote something that can make a difference. Amen. And I'm not saying it's not important to stand up for who you are, but who you are is bigger than the color that you are. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, if the world hate you, yeah. Yeah. remember it hated me before it hated you. Amen. He's saying you need to understand it's not you that the world really hates. Amen. See, we tend to take it upon ourselves sometimes and make it worse than what it has to be. Amen. Well, they just hate me because I'm black. No, people hate you because if you're living right and doing what's right, they hate Christ in you. That's right. Amen. That's right. Jesus said, remember it hated me before it hated you. And the truth of the matter is, it does not hate you. It hates me that dwells in you. Don't entangle yourself in this thing thinking that my race makes a difference regarding my salvation. People want to make a big to do about who are God's chosen people? Let me tell you who God's chosen people are. Christians. Man. That's right. But there's, there's, there are some groups out there. By name. Hebrew. Black Israelites. Yeah. And some other crazy whack groups. Yeah. That want to make a big issue about your blackness. Yeah. Want to make a big issue about how long you've been uh, oppressed and all of this. You know what? What else new? I could read from Genesis to Revelation and read about God's people going through oppression. But what are you going to benefit and gain by leaving the protection, by leaving the pasture that Jesus provides, your safety, your welfare, to go out there to dwell with the devils? Jesus said, the thief coming, the mm. devil coming mm. to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Who does the devil love? Huh? He don't even care about himself. That's right. Because he know his final destiny. Yes, so, because of his hatred toward God. Yeah. His goal and will is to lead as many to eternal damnation as where he is going. Yeah. That he can. Amen. Folks, our hope, our protection, our salvation is in Christ. Amen. Don't be bamboozled into, into believing there's something out in this world better for you. Than being in the church. Yeah. Jesus said. I am the good shepherd. Yeah. The good shepherd. Giveth his life. For the sheep. Mm. What man do you know. What woman do you know. That has done that. For you. Right. That has done that for these groups out there. Huh. Mm. No. No. Why would you believe him? 
What, 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 what is it they're feeding you to tempt your interest that God's word haven't already answered? What is it you're searching for? You, you said, well, I'm just searching for my identity. Your identity is in Christ. Amen. That's who you are. That's where your identity is. Amen. You were once a sinner. Yeah. You were once on death row. You were once no good, wretched. Yeah. But God. So fit and cared enough to allow his only begotten son to come and be offered as that perfect sin sacrifice for you. And now in Christ, as Peter said, you are part of a royal priesthood. Well, if if Peter says we are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a chosen generation, what is it you're searching for regarding who you are? What is it you don't understand about who you are? Your royalty, folks. A chosen possession by God himself that he, he may choose us and use us. Yeah. To his glory. Yeah. As Paul put it, Paul said, We are his workmanship. Amen. What is it you're searching for outside of Christ? What is it you're looking for? What identity crisis are you going through that you can't find in Christ? Amen. Paul said, We are his workmanship. Well, I'm just I'm just interested because my my what what do we call my ancestry? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, folks. We get all caught up in this ancestry stuff, and you know, looking back and who who I probably was related to, and all of this stuff. The dead mm-hmm. knows. Nothing. I don't care who Ancestry.com said you got a bloodline with. (laughs) Can't help you. Won't bring you any closer to Jesus. The only bloodline you need to be concerned with is the genealogy and the bloodline of Jesus Christ. But you got these folks to tell you, yeah, yeah, you need you need to be proud of your blackness and all of this stuff. Folks, nothing wrong with being proud of who God made you. That's right, that's right. That's right. But just being black ain't gonna get it done. Amen. You need some help. Amen. You need some help Amen. with your blackness. Amen. So don't buy this foolishness. To walk away from the truth that is in Christ Jesus. Where all spiritual blessings are. And thinking just because of your darkness, somebody owe you something. Uh Oh, there are people in this world who who feel they owe you something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They owe you a heart of life. 
They owe you to take away from what you already have because they feel you never should have gotten what you got. That's right. That's right. And we saw that by the bill the governor signed in the law the other day. Amen. And if you ain't got sense enough to see that message. So what is your blackness going to do to overcome that? No, see, what you need to understand is who we're really in, in a battle against. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Our battle is not with flesh and blood, folks. That's right. That's right. What does the Bible teach us? We're in a spiritual warfare. Principalities and powers of wickedness. High places. Well, who are, who are we going to seek out to help us to fight these people that we can't even knock on the door without getting arrested and thrown in jail for them. Man, when did it become a law, a violation of the law to knock on the door? Not she opened the door and tried to enter in. She knocked. Who are you going to seek out help to help you in this warfare? You need something more than just your color to bank on. Amen. You need God. Amen. You need God. I, and, and I don't mean to sound so political today, but you know what? You have to meet some people where they are because, see, some of us, we lose our focus on our spirituality. Amen. Amen. For Solomon said, he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. It's not our duty to become so obsessed and caught up into this political stuff and the, and the foolishness going on in this world. I'm not saying we shouldn't care, but I'm saying our priority in life should be fearing God. Keeping his commandments. Yeah. Paul once wrote and he said unto Timothy, any man who entangle himself in the affairs of this life, you cannot be a true soldier for God. Right. You, can't, you can't diligently serve God when your mind is entangled in all of the other stuff in the affairs of this world. Right. You can't do it. Man. Your mind needs to be focused. So I ask you this morning, do you understand the importance of why you need to stay in the church? Yeah. Yeah. Salvation is only in Christ. Amen. All spiritual blessings are only in Christ. Amen. One day Jesus is going to return upon God's command to come back that he may save all of those that are in Christ. In the church. He's not saving anybody outside. That's why it's important unto us. To try to get people to understand the importance of why they need to come on in. Why the door to the pasture. The field. Is open. We need to be encouraging and seeking people to come on in by this door. Not. Fellowshipping people outside Amen. of this door. That's right. 
You know, I have folks in the church sometimes ask, why we don't hook up with other religions and everything? Because they're not of the truth. Jesus said in John 8, only one thing was make you free. He said the truth. He's saying you shall know it and it shall make you free. What do we say to the truth and what do we say about the truth when we mix it up with a lie? How do we bring people to the knowledge of the pure truth if we're going to shake hands and fellowship with them to lead them to believe what they're doing is okay? You said, but how can we reach them if we set ourselves apart and we stand out? We stand out because we are a light. We stand out because we are the ecclesia and we're supposed to be set apart. Yeah. We stand out because we're supposed to be that bright shining light that they see that represent Christ. No other church in this world represents Christ except the church of Christ. Let me say that again. Because some of us struggle with that. Some of us struggle with that because we got family members that go other places. No other church no other church because there is only one church no other church represent Jesus Christ and stands as a light for Christ in the truth except the church of Christ I don't care how many food baskets they might deliver and distribute I don't care how many house notes and mortgage notes they may pay I don't care what they may do it's the truth that's going to save And if you don't abide in accordance with the truth, you'll never be free. We say we understand that he only built one church. We we claim we understand that. Do you really? Well, if you believe he only built one, we don't have a need to have to fellowship and entangle with any other religions. If the one and only is his, we are the majority. Because if he be for us, who shall be against us? But do you believe that? Do you believe that? Folks, you need to stray. You need to separate yourself from these foolish doctrines out there. Don't allow people to try to draw you away from what's truly important in your relationship and in your life, in your walk with Christ. One day, as I said earlier, you're going to close your eyes in death. And as the Bible said, this shell right here, this shell, and that's all it is, a shell, an embodiment to house your spirit and your soul. We get so caught up on looking at this shell that don't mean a thing, folks. Mm, it's going right back to the dust. Yes, it is. But there's a place that the soul of man must dwell forever. Amen. The spirit returns back unto God 
And the soul must dwell somewhere. Amen. How much emphasis? How much emphasis and how much focus do we talk about regarding the soul of man? Yeah, yeah. We get all caught up and roused up about color. Uh-huh. Man, I ain't have anything to do with this. Sure. Nothing. Sure. You light skin, you brown skin, you yellow, you high yellow, you tan beige you know what that, that was by God's choosing but the truth of the matter is it don't mean a thing that's just a complexion that you live with and deal with but what's truly important is your soul and I'm trying to help you to understand today Jesus says you know what I am the door and by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Jesus said, I provide a place for your eternity. Yeah. Not only for your present, but even for your eternity. Because no man can go unto the Father itself by me. Jesus said, I know the way because I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. I'm the life you must live to go to that place to spend eternal rest and not be condemned eternally in your damnation. Jesus said, all others that came before me, don't listen to them. Just like those phone calls. Don't listen to them. You give them your birthday and your social security number if you want to. You ain't had no troubles yet. And the sad thing in this life, somebody could steal your identity and, and you have to jump through more hoops to prove who you are than the thief. You got to walk around with a piece of paper. You got to get a lawyer. You got to go and carry around something saying, hey, my identity has been stolen and this is my proof right here. I got to carry this piece of paper. You go to apply to buy something or buy a home or a car. They say, hmm, we ain't sure this is you. You got to pull out a piece of paper and they still looking at you funny. All because of why? You gave somebody some information you shouldn't have given. That's right. That's right. Ain't nothing out there, folks. That's right. we, we got to get our young people to understand. Yeah. But before we could get our young people to understand, we got to get some parents to understand. Amen. We tell our young people, you need to Separate yourself from these worldly uh, peers of yours. But why should our young kids separate themselves from the worldly peers when, when mom and daddy are dating worldly women and men? 
now. You want me, you're telling me to stay away from folks who ain't in the church, but Joe, can you mess with me? <laughs> Where does the teaching begin? You, you want to bring them here to work a miracle? Now, it's going to take more than a sermon on Sunday. Yes, Amen. Sir. Amen. The true teaching begins at home. But well, I don't understand why I can't hang out with them, isn't it? Because, number one, God said it, and I'm going to do what God has told me to do. Yeah. And you're going to do what I tell you to do. That's it. That's it. Whatever happened to that pecking order? Amen. Uh, if I'm going to go to hell, I'm going to go to hell on, on, on a cause, on a, on a technicality that I choose. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's but right. I ain't going to go to hell because of you. That's right. That's right. Say that. I've always said to my, well, you, you don't like the rules mm -hmm. that God laid for this house? Mm -hmm. When you get old and grow, leave. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to be disobedient to God and tell you what's right. Because you don't want to hear it. I already know foolishness is bound in your heart. Why should I listen to somebody whose heart is bound with foolishness? Amen, somebody. But where does the teaching begin? Why are our young people, as soon as they leave home, you know what? They don't, even, they don't even identify themselves as members of the church anymore. Why is that? Why is that? Man, now, if I had a foundation laid when I was growing up as being a member of the Church of Christ, man, how can I deny that when I get older? Something's missing. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what's missing. Yeah. Some teaching. Yeah. Amen. That's some teaching that's missing. Yeah. Yeah. You're so concerned and wanting to uh, see your child excel in everything else in life, but what about their spiritual foundation? Amen. That's right. Because when they go out there in this world, oh, buddy, what did Jesus say Satan waiting to do? Kill, steal, and destroy. And then soon as they go out there and turn their back on the Lord and get killed or something happen, who you want to holler? Mm -hmm. You want to holler, Lord help them. They get killed. You want the preacher to put them in heaven. <laughs> you, could, you could get all of the balloons and the dubs and the t-shirts you want to. It ain't going to bring them no closer. Amen. What did Jesus say Luke 13 and 3? I tell you nay, except you what? Repent. Repent. You shall all likewise perish. And I tell you again, verse number 5. I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Amen. Leave this foolish stuff alone, folks. Amen. Amen. It's only one church. That's it. Amen. And I don't I don't stutter when I say it. That's right. That's right. 
because I know it's true. Amen. I don't worry about the popularity of it. Heck, if they put Jesus to the, to the cross for the good he did, man, I don't expect no favor from people. But I know the truth is what's going to matter in the end. John 12, 48. In the end, when we stand in judgment, these same words are going to be there. And you know what? I'd rather be able to stand and say, Lord, I stood on the truth that you gave me. Rather than what, how close is this going to get you to heaven? Huh? Lord, I, 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 I just felt you had to be black because of the, the stress and the hardships and everything that black people had to go through in that life. And I, I, I just figured you could, you could relate. That's no excuse for you not being obedient. I ain't trying to knock nobody blackness today. Yeah, I still say, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud too. But you know what? Something even greater than that. I'm a Christian. Being a Christian should supersede all of it. Leave these crazy religions alone. There's no salvation in them. They are not going to heaven. Hear me clear on this. They are not going to heaven. Amen. The Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, Apostolic, Jehovah Witness, Seventh-day Adventist, Second Baptist, Third Baptist, Quakers, all of those religions, the Muslims. Oh, don't, you better be careful what you say. I ain't better be nothing. They, they worship Muhammad. They worship a dead idol. Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. Where is Elijah Muhammad? Huh? None of them going to heaven. Because Jesus said, you can't go to heaven by coming in a way other than through him. The Jews who deny Jesus? Hmm. Oh, don't you say nothing about those Jews. You'll be labeled anti-Semitic. You label me whatever you want. If anybody is anti-Semitic, the Jews themselves are anti-Semitic. They're the ones who don't believe and deny. Jesus is the one who said, you know what? Not only the ones who drive this nail through my hand and through my feet are going to have to answer. He said, but it's going to be even worse on the ones who delivered me unto them. Who delivered Jesus unto the Romans? Mm -hmm. Help me out. Who delivered delivered Jesus to the Romans? Mm -hmm. The Jews. And was it not out of the mouth of Jesus who said, woe unto the ones who delivered me unto them? The Romans just did what they do. Jesus said, no, the ones who are going to answer 
are the ones who delivered me unto the Romans. The same ones until this day that tell a lie that his body was not resurrected. And then we live in a country today that talk about you better protect Israel. You better protect God's people. They're not God's people. Amen. 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 How can you be God's people when you deny the son of God? When you deny the very fact of his resurrection on the third day. How can they be God's people? You could take this and run with it wherever you want to. Call me anti-Semitic. I call it the truth. And we won't... We're shaking our shoes because we're so worried about offending the Jews. I'm concerned about offending God. Amen. That's who I'm concerned about offending. Because the Bible said, if I deny him, he surely will deny me. Amen. Before his father which is in heaven. Stand up for what's right, folks. Stand up for what's right. And all I'm saying today is what is right ain't got anything to do with your color. It has everything to do with your relationship with God. Stand up for the truth. Stand up for Jesus. He stood up for you. And he laid down his life to prove his love for you. The least you can do is stand up and hold up the bloodstained banner that he shed his blood for. That's all I have for you today. I want to encourage you. Because warfare is real, folks. And it's not going to get any easier. We're, 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 looking our, we're looking at our society being sold back into slavery. Think about that picture that governor signed the other night. Where were we? I ain't seen nothing but white folks at that sign. And I saw a picture of a plantation in the backdrop. So what do you think the message is? Your blackness ain't going to overcome nothing. We need God. That's what we need. But ain't no need in calling on God if you ain't living right. So that's why I said first thing first. Get yourself right with God. Then you got somebody to call on to help you. To fight these devils that we got to go up against. If you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will and given your life to Christ. Today would be a great day. Today would be a great day to give your life. Be baptized today for the remission of your sins. So that you can start a new walk. Start a new life. You have a new family. You have new citizenship. All these things are found in Christ. Upon your obedience. And believing his words are true. Repenting of your sins. Confessing Christ to be the son of God. And then being baptized and you live faithful unto death. 
It's just that simple. But it just requires you making up your mind. For us who are members of the church, sometimes we, we, we get caught up. Man, what we need to do is get, we need to stand up. And we need to stand up for what's right, for what matters. Stand up for Jesus. He stood up for you. What's our song, Jerry? 241. 241 is our invitation song. Let us together stand and let us sing. I'm